Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for episode six of the podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram. Be sure to check us out on Facebook. We've got the group up and running on Facebook. We will be doing a giveaway next week. The giveaway is going to be something along the lines of share the post either on Instagram or Facebook, comment something on there, and then we will draw the names out of a hat. Uh, I won't draw the names I'll have. I'll let somebody else draw the names I'll have, but it'll be on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or something like that so everybody knows that they didn't get cheated. Um, that'll be going on next week. It'll start next week, and I think we're going to run it four weeks. So be sure to be looking for that. Listen to next week's episode. I'll give more info about that. Thanks, everybody, for reaching out. Thanks for the five-star reviews that everybody's been giving me. I really appreciate it. This week's episode, we have got Matt on. We have got a ton to cover, so I will be right back on with Matt. So Matt flew all the way up here from Daytona just to be on the podcast. No, Matt drove all the way up here. <laughs> Matt ain't flying. <laughs> Matt don't fly? No, Matt can't haul his hunting gear if he flies. <laughs> but Matt has a uh, property up in Missouri, in Nebraska area that you're going to be hunting you got a lease up there so matt was on his way up and i was like hey while you're up here this is a perfect opportunity stop in let's get let's get on the podcast and matt was like all right that sounds good and then matt couldn't make it here had some other stuff going on so we're like okay we're gonna do it on the road oh well anybody that knows when you're trying to put trail cameras out on new properties and stands and it takes a lot longer than what you anticipate oh yeah we covered four states and four days and it's like a 28 hour drive from my house to nebraska so we did pretty good but the rain caused us a few days and then um just getting around the new property and learning it and yeah it's all crops are all standing right now so you know it's hard to dictate where the deer are the pinch points and the funnels and stuff Mm -hmm. but we spent a little extra time up there on that new lease in missouri well that's good that's good you're you're kind of your deer hunting has kind of went like yeah through the roof and mine's kind of you know doo, 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 doo. i'm still doing the, the same thing that we that we've been doing but uh matt me and matt met man i don't even know when it was but it was a long time ago and um uh, i it don't have to be in the early 2000s i'd say yeah something like that i mean it was it was way back, way back when, and me and Matt back when the roads were dirt. Yeah, <laughs> dirt. Yeah, um, but me and Matt kind of we we didn't really hunt or fish or anything together when we first started hanging out. We just kind of went to Hickory and cruised around, and that was burn gas, burn gas, work. That was about it. Yeah, but uh, I I remember when me and Matt first started fishing together. And I didn't know where the heck we were at. I had no clue where we were at. But I don't Matt, even remember how we found them ponds over there off 70. I think it was Brandon LaFever that, that had discovered it. And then, you know, we had to go over there and every day. And yeah. we'd had to, we had to get Brandon's John boat out and drag it over there with the <laughs> forerunner or his daddy's truck and fish this pond that was five miles back on a dirt Dude, road. Dude, it was forever back in there. Matt had this daggum black Dodge. <laughs> Just clapped out back. Like yeah, Dodge. it wasn't at first, but it had seen better days. Yeah, we put the lift on at your daddy's shop. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But uh, we we would fish back here in these ponds, and and Matt was tremendous 
at bass fishing way better than what I was and and Matt kind of taught me a lot about that but you remember that one time that you caught that that just gigantic bass I mean and we had been trying to catch that fish under that log for like three weeks yeah and that purple chartreuse zoom seven inch lizard that day yeah and I finally got him to eat it yeah but dude we were so proud like it was (laughs) it was a major accomplishment then yeah but growing up in Florida, you know, fishing freshwater, it just comes second to none. That and saltwater, I mean. Yeah. I've grown up fishing for bass. I mean, my dad, um, you know, he taught me a lot because he used to fish Bassmaster tournaments when he was my age. So. Yeah. And, oh, you got to, you got to do something really cool this year. Yeah. For well, my dad's birthday, um, I made a few phone calls, and I've met a lot of good people down there in the Keys um where we were living i was a full-time charter captain and um i was fortunate enough to make the right phone call to get roland martin to take my dad fishing down at felsmere reservoir down there in um felsmere florida yeah we spent eight hours on the water with roland martin <laughs> and matt has this matt has this thing where he he'll he'll tell you this stuff or he'll, he'll say something and you know it's complete you know bullshit like you know oh yeah you know i've heard your stories too (laughs) so matt calls me or we were talking on the phone or something and he's like i get to go fishing with roland martin i'm like sure sure you do (laughs) yeah jared's like well i'm eating lunch with donald trump right now i was like oh well hell you better not am (laughs) but how was that i mean dude that had to been like just crazy man it start our day started we left my house at 4.30 in the morning. We met Roland at the bait shop at 5.30. And my dad had no idea what we were doing. He just oh, knew so we he, were going fishing with somebody that I had met. So he had no clue no, what was Roland. No, he had no idea. And down there in the little bait shop, there's a little restroom. It's got like a, a stand-up stall and a sit-down stall. And my dad, he went in there and used the restroom. We got there. And he comes back out and he's like, you'll never guess who's in that bathroom i said who is it he said a damn roland martin's in there <laughs> i said really he said yeah she said i wonder where he's fishing that day i said i don't know but hope it's good because we're going with him <laughs> he's like you're shitting me and i was like i was like no he said take you here we're here to go with him so and then he walked out and introduced himself and stuff and then you know roland's a, a pro so right we anticipated we were gonna you know artificial fish the whole day but we did a lot of shiner fishing in the morning Uh, we did a lot of flipping and punching in the afternoon but i'd say between seven o'clock and 10 30 my dad had probably caught probably 25 pounds of bass holy cow he lost an 11 pounder at the boat and (laughs) and rolling he's 80 something years old and Roland was like, don't horse him in, Dave. Don't horse him in. And my dad was trying to do his best. But <laughs> when that fish rubbed against, that braid rubbed against the rub rail on his boat, it broke him off. And, oh. boy, I, I ain't never seen an 86-year-old man get pissed. But <laughs> he got mad. Boy, Roland started cussing. Ah, damn it, I told you not to horse him. And he lost him. That was a that could have been a 12-pound fish. And, you know, my dad, he was like, he was started, like, getting all red in the face. Like, he was embarrassing. I was like, that ain't no big deal. And then, you know, growing up in Florida, my dad has always fished bass tournaments and stuff. Right. And then 
like we told Roland whenever we had went that we weren't there to like do a personal best or like try to outdo anybody. We we were honestly there to fish with Roland. Like it right. didn't matter if we kept brim all day you know we it, it was, was just the experience, experience yeah. of being there with Roland martin because Roland asked us he said well, what's y'all's biggest fish and my dad's biggest fish was caught at my uncle's private lake over by disney was like a 12 6 yeah and mine i don't know if it's accurate but it was somewhere between 10 and 11 pounds on the lake that we grew up in when right. i was a kid but hell we just had a little old Plano scale, so, I mean, I couldn't tell you <laughs> yeah. how accurate it was. But. Yeah, you know, give or take But when Roland heard that, you know, he was like, oh, well, I don't know if we'll do that today, boys. I was like, Roland, I've seen your YouTube videos. Don't let us down now. <laughs> you got a, you got an expectation, Roland. Yeah. You better you better fulfill this. But it was cool. I mean, heck, man, he is the most genuine person. You know, That's and cool. like anybody that ever, like, tries to do something when, you know, you, some people go to school, some people start a business, but, like, Roland, he kind of got a lot of his, you know, um, not really money, but his knowing because he was the one that invented the weedless trolling motor blade from Encoda. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the weedless prop, prop he invented and then made a patent and then Mincota bought it from him like 20 years later. Oh, wow. I didn't, so every I no prop that, that has been on Mincota trolling motor since they – were established in the 80s Roland was the one that made that prop wow but that's where he like other than fishing like that's where he really you know made I mean, that's it. impressive I mean that, that that's literally impressive yeah like I had no clue I would have never thought that Roland Martin would have invented it but he <laughs> that was part of like you know what he was telling us throughout the day and stuff that's cool that's but, cool well so we'll kind of back up a little bit we were talking about you know when when me and you first first met and everything like that Matt ended up moving in with me at uh, mom and dad's house. Yeah, I'm and, very fortunate. Yeah, and, and dude, that was that was like the, I mean, that's when our friendship just like freaking took off at that point. I mean, from snowboarding, you know, nights up at out to yeah, to there was a lot of them. The deer hunting, the the I mornings mean, I could get you up. Yeah, you like to sleep in when it was. <laughs> them deer killing mornings well all them real tree videos we used to watch oh man so matt, matt would come you know at the house we'd watch cat williams and we'd watch you know all kinds of hunting and this was and this was the time whenever muzzy had really started oh, yeah, bad to the bone yeah they had really started their kind of that's where stan potts was the the um the voice of muzzy yeah and so we were watching all these daggum videos and everything, and, and, and everything comes out as, you know, they'd shoot a deer and, and they'd get up there. And one of the biggest things was, it's a muzzy, muzzy moment. moment. It's a muzzy moment. So one morning we're, we're sitting, or I'm asleep. So I, I'm asleep in the bed. Matt comes in there and he's like, hey, get up, let's go hunt. I said, dude, is it not raining outside? He said, yeah. I said, Matt, this is one it's of those days. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I this, said, you know what kind of morning it is? I said, He yeah. said, to sleep in. I said, nah, it's the morning you kill deer. <laughs> I said, well, you go do that. I'm going to go back to sleep. And he come back. Dude, it, it was like five minutes. <laughs> I swear to God, it was like five minutes, dude. He come walking back down there. And he's like, hey, get up. I was like, what? And he's like, it's a muzzy moment. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred, a hundred pound doe I had done laid down, Jerry was in there 
sawing logs. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that was that was funny. Mm-hmm. It was a good time in our life too. But I was at work one day and Matt calls me. He goes, "I messed up." I said, "What's what's wrong?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "I, I messed up and I, and I need you to take the fall for it." I said, "What are you talking about, Matt?" Well, if anybody knows your dad, he has a great personality but his sense of humor sometimes goes very unnoticed (laughs) and one thing i've learned if you come in at two o'clock in the morning you better bet your ass up by five to pick up rocks out of the garden for the next five hours (laughs) even if you did it the day before yeah there's still some out there so i didn't really know how to take jerry at that time and i said i called jared for the advice because i have seen him get out of quite a few things in my lifetime <laughs> but he calls me and he says he said i was downstairs in the basement i just got some new arrows i was checking the draw length on my bow with the uh with the broadheads that i had on there no release no release and it slipped and i said oh shit i said where did it go he said through the basement door it's a muzzy moment <laughs> four <laughs> blade through a double steel door yeah, and I said, I said, oh my God, man! I said, did it go all the way through, clean pass? He's like, I mean, it went to the fletchings. <laughs> I can see that the blades on the outside, <laughs> and uh, I I could not help myself. I said, it's a muzzy moment, <laughs> and, then, and I thought Matt was going to kill me when, <laughs> when I said that. Well, Jerry didn't think it was a damn muzzy moment. No, Jerry, Jerry did not think it was a muzzy moment at all. He was he was very unhappy about yeah, that. There was some masculine moment there from Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. But the greatest part about that whole deal is when when he Jerry was able to joke with you about it. Yeah, that yeah. was when you knew it had settled, and you know he go over there and i think we put some jb weld in it and i don't know what it's still there painted it white yeah it's funny because i was telling brooke the story one day and uh and she was like i don't i don't remember that and i was like how do you not remember that i was like i was like and we were over at mom and dad's i was like we walked down into the basement and you could this tape is still over it with the putty and it's still just a nice little three blade hanging out there <laughs> that was kind of funny. I, was, I fixed it good enough that he may not have noticed, but yeah, he noticed. We had to tell him. He noticed. Whew. I am sipping on some Red Breast Single Pot Steel Irish Whiskey aged 12 years, and that stuff is delicious. So if y'all hear my drink kind of clinging around, that's that's what I'm, what I'm sipping on here. It's a very elegant drink. Yeah, yeah. I got some red Solo cups up there. We can make it more elegant if you wanted to, but... Mm, I don't drink. <laughs> no, I know. I know you don't drink. <laughs> I know you don't drink. But uh, so, I mean, we from uh, me and Matt got in so much crap, you know, through the years. Him living with me, when even when he wasn't living with me, we kind of we'd take the four wheeler down into the creek and yeah, and the old trail boss. You take that out the two wheel drive four wheeler and trade trucks and drive them for a couple of days. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember that I had broke up with my girlfriend at one point. Oh my god! And and Matt, and like I I talked to Matt about everything. Matt was there through that girlfriend, and then to the next girlfriend who now is mm-hmm. my wife. Yep. Matt was there during that all that too. But dude, I was I was down in the dumps. You I was, was down deep. And and I get I get home and Matt was like, 
you know what, let's trade trucks tomorrow. I got to go work at Gander in the morning. Let's trade trucks, and, you know, you could drive my truck, and maybe that'll kind of cheer you up a little bit or whatever. And I was like, all right. Matt gets going down the road, and he calls me when he gets to <laughs> – he said – I didn't even make it to 40. I was in tears. I was like, what is on this CD? <laughs> God, I've almost cried halfway down 115. <laughs> the dance was playing. <laughs> and Matt was like, no wonder you were so down. Uh, keeper of the stars, Tracy Lawrence. I was like, God, dang, are you upset? Somebody died or something? <laughs> he had no clue what was going on. Well, yeah, that was, I mean, that was a funny time. Too. I think I was crying when you answered. You asked me what was wrong. I said, you ain't listening to your CD. <laughs> then you started laughing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, So, Matt, kind of life happens like it always does. Matt, yeah. Matt moved out, moved on to bigger, better things. Um, you know, Everybody had a ch- time that it came for everybody to grow up and right. move on and do right. their own thing and that's kind of what we all really did i mean i really enjoyed listening to you and brandon the other day it brought back a lot of damn good times like oh yeah i mean he was a mess he's he's a pretty good old boy um but we hell all three of us and hell even michael from going to the beach to fishing to hunting to playing xbox to pizza rolls to everything hickory man. and snowboarding until three o'clock in the morning and living living yeah we were very fortunate yeah never got arrested or nothing never got in no shit we just kind of we were having fun flew by the seat of our pants (laughs) we were having fun and and like i said even when you know me and matt were talking about the podcast and we're talking about you know kind of what we want to talk about how we wanted to do this and everything i'm like dude we can't even start from the beginning because if we start from the beginning, this is going to be a four and a half hour long podcast. We ain't got that kind of time. Yeah, there'll be damn three seasons of this. <laughs> so, but so Matt, Matt kind of moved out. I kind I moved out, got married. Brandon, you know, moved out, got married. Mike moved to Maryland. Ben's doing his thing. Yeah. Daniel's doing. I mean, everybody just kind of split up, and it was, and everybody's had those kind of things. If if you know, you have friends and and you've you're older like we are 30 30s and and uh you kind of realize what we're talking about at this point when everybody just kind of breaks up it just kind of goes away and you know oh, you don't yeah. really I mean, it's know like, it's coming it no just it's just like happens. a light switch like yeah next, one day y'all are out all hanging out and then it's like five years later life's happened and yeah now you're married and got kids yeah. and but but Matt reached out to me one day on uh, on Facebook and we started talking again and then uh, he had a new number and I got his number and we and we started texting again and everything like that and Matt was like look I'm living down in the Keys now yeah. and I'm like well I, I kind of seen that I kind of knew you was down that way but I didn't I didn't know if you had moved down there with your mom or what you were doing no we um we moved down in late 2000 or yeah 2017 um. I had landscaping business and stuff, so I had a bunch of equipment, and I had a lot of really good friends that I had known down there, and then Hurricane Irma hit, and um, I submitted my paperwork for FEMA, and I, I got approved to do a contract with them for Irma, and we stayed down there for nine months working for FEMA, cleaning up the keys and getting people back in their homes, and um, in late 2018, I started my renovation business, and then... Um, and my downtime, I went and got my captain's license, and I was doing, like, private charters and running personal boats and stuff. And then I was running my own offshore boat at the time. And um, me and you started talking a lot and stuff, and I was like, you know, I know that boy likes to fish. Dang right. Hell, I got a spare room, you know. You just tell me when you want to come, and 
we'll either run offshore, we'll go into the Everglades, or whatever the weather will do, we'll yeah. do it. I mean, so I asked Matt what would be a good time to come down there, and he said April would be a would be a good time to come down there. And I was like, all right. So we I'd see a lot of mahi moving in um, late April, early May. Like that's where a lot of the big fish move in. But with that, you know, it's real windy and stuff, and I. I don't think we really got a chance to really go off because mm -hmm. it blowed like 30, yeah. 40 sustained. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I looked up. God, I looked up, man. It, Matt was talking about it, you know, coming down here, and I was kind of kicking around the idea. I, to I told Brooke, I was like, you know, I don't – it's not that I don't want to go down there. It's just we got – we have a ton of stuff going on up here right now, and I don't want to, you know, mess with anything that I got going on up here. And then I was like, I, I think I can make it work in April. And Brooke was like, well, if you think you can make it work, make it work. And I was like, okay. So I looked, and lo and behold, I got online, and, dude, like an airplane ticket was like 80 bucks. Dude, they were so cheap. Yeah. And I was like, man. I think I had more visitors that year because tickets were like 60, 80 bucks. Yeah. Round trip. Yeah, it was crazy. So I, I get down there with Matt. Matt picks me up, and, and – uh, Earlier, I was talking about, you know, how we, we listen or we watch Cat Williams in, in the thing. We always have all these sayings. Matt has a ton of sayings. He's going to write a book one day, and it's going to be like you're going to finish the book, and you're going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. Sometimes he you don't have to read the book. You just read the cover. And that's that's kind of what I'm talking about <laughs> with all these sayings. Analogies. Yeah. I and, do that to every, all my friends. They're like, oh, my buddy, he's like, that's another analogy by Matt Williams. When's your book coming out? <laughs> but most of it's just me being a smart ass. Yeah. Yeah. But so watching Cat Williams, we always had this saying. It was like, as, and if you ever seen Cat Williams, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When he just sits there and he screams, 98. <laughs> Banana cream pie. Banana cream pie and all this stuff. Well, Matt comes to the, the airport to pick me up. And I, I'm talking to him on the phone. I'm like, hey, I'm out here. And he's like, all right, I'm coming around. And Matt pulls in, and, and I open the door. Or he has the window down. And I just scream out, like, 98. And Matt's like, oh, my God, get in the car. Let's go. <laughs> like, do not be screaming in a place that you don't know anybody. Non-South Florida, 98 could mean a lot of different things. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah. So we, we get to Matt's place or whatever. And Matt's got this flats boat, which was – an awesome boat. That it was fun. It was, it was an eighteen foot flats and bay. It was my little backwater boat. Yeah, and dude, that that thing would scoot. It would. Yeah, it run about seventy. Yeah, <laughs> it run the ground too. Yeah, yeah, it will. If you don't read the tides right. Yeah. <laughs> Matt took me out and and kind of showed me the keys. Which, at this point, dude, like I'm I'm beyond happy. Like, this is something that I've always wanted to do ever since I started saltwater fishing. You read about it. You hear about it. Isla Mirada, it's, you know. tar fishing capital of the world. Yeah. So, you know, have a buddy that lives down there, and he's he knows how to fish it and everything like that. He can put you on fish and whatever else. Matt put me on some fish. We we Dude, we were hauling ass in this boat, you know, going to some place or whatever, and we get over and we're fishing and we're we're doing our thing and Matt's like, get up there on the push tower. Yeah, the polling platform. The polling platform and cast back up that way and see if you can get some of these snook to run out. And I get up there and I'm like, 
holy shit, Matt. And he's like, what? I said, it's a damn whale. He's like, what? I said, it's a whale or a shark or something that just came right by us. And he was he kind of looked over the side. He's like, I was like, Jesus, I ain't never seen a whale in the Everglades. It's shallow back here. It was a manatee. I didn't know what it was. I had no well, clue I thought what he was, was about to have a beluga whale come up and breathe beside us the way Jared was talking. I didn't know what it was. It I was is. just happy to be there. <laughs> then this manatee swims by. I was like, oh, it's just a manatee. Yeah. <laughs> like they see it every day, you know. For me, it's like. Oh, yeah. You, no, you would never guess what that thing is. Yeah. It's, anyways, it gets dark. We, we caught some fish. We caught some. Uh, we oh, a ha- bunch of snook, a yeah, bunch we, of mangroves. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets dark. Matt's like, we got to roll. We got to get back. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And, dude, he's, he hammers down on this boat. And, dude, I can't see anything. I mean, it's just pitch black dark. I can't see anything. And Matt's just trolling right around, you know, just kind of has his tooth, radio on, the toothpick tooth in his mouth, just kind of doing his thing. I'm like, thank <laughs> God this man knows exactly what he's doing because we're running 70 mile an hour. If we hit a wake wrong or if a manatee just all of a sudden shows up, we're done. Yeah. Sometimes you, when you feel it jerking a little bit, you can't slow down because that's bottom. <laughs> that's bottom. <laughs> we just go right across. I gets pretty skinny back here in the Everglades National Park. That's why you just you don't let off till you get to deep water. Yeah, and at this, so the next day we went to. Yeah, we went to um, in Island Mirada. It's the closest island besides Key Largo that's in the Everglades National Park. Once you get south of Island Mirada, the park kind of cuts off into the Gulf, but. Um, we ran across to Flamingo, which is the lower sou- southern part of the Everglades National Park. And then the next day, we put the boat on the trailer and we went to the northern part of Flamingo and went deep up into the Everglades where it was more of a brackish water, like where there was reds and snook and trout yeah. and small juvenile tarpon and stuff versus being in the saltwater side of it. But... Yeah, yeah we, um, we took the boat and put in on the north side of Flamingo. And, dude, the amount of fish that are in there is, like, insane. Oh, yeah, we caught some nice reds um, on that one, that one mangrove um, cut. Yeah, and I caught my first snook. Yep. Uh, and Matt caught some trout, some reds, some, some snook, jacks. some yep. jacks. We caught about everything except a bonefish, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, we did good. I mean, that's that's – that's the good thing about Florida, like anywhere from West Palm down to the Keys, like it's just the fishery is so diverse. I mean, you could catch ten fish in one day, right? And, and around you know North Carolina, y'all boys got around sixty, eighty miles to even get mm-hmm. into dolphin water. Like yeah. in the Keys, in the winter, you could run to four hundred foot of water and catch mahi. Yeah. In the summertime, we run you know thirty. 40 miles you know to catch big ones or or get out there to sword fishing grounds but um it's definitely has its perks for sure it gets expensive though yeah when you want to fish every day like i do i mean and then you got to work a full-time job it it gets very expensive (laughs) fuel on the water is not cheap no heck no so leaving the keys we had a great time it was awesome. really good. It was well-deserved. We caught up a lot, you know, from yeah. where we left off. Yeah, so. and, and that's the thing. If anybody – a good friendship, 
Dude, we didn't we hadn't talked or seen each other at that point for like four years. Four or five years, maybe longer. Yeah. It was and, been a while. And it was like, dude, as soon as I got in the car with Matt, it was just like we just plus play. <laughs> we we just right started back. from where it left off. Yeah, which is which is great. It's great. So we we leave we leave Florida or I leave Florida. Matt's still down there because he lives down there. Duh. But uh, I leave Florida and and when I was down there, I was talking to Matt kind of about you know the turkey hunting that I've kind of got into and kind of I'm not going to say master because I don't think you can ever really master. Tur- I mean, there's some people that can, but I'm I'm not some of those people. No, but I mean. That that gear I ordered for you for the for the turkey hunt. I mean, I, now that right there, that'll put them on the board. That'll go on Instagram. I, I did. It, I forgot all about that. I'm glad you brought that up. The letter and everything. The envelope. Oh my gosh, dude! And it, just <laughs> so I tell Matt about that. I've shot my Eastern. I've shot my Rio. I've shot. My Merriam, the only thing I got left to complete my slam is Osceola. And I was asking Matt if he knew anybody down in Florida that had some land that we could possibly go Osceola hunt on. And he said, no, he said, I didn't really know anybody that, that, that you know, because no, Osceola's in Florida are sacred. I yeah. Mean, not many people share them birds because they're hard to come by. Right. Every, everybody needs that bird for their slams. So. Right. Right. And so, I had no clue that Matt was even looking at this at this time, but Matt just I mean, dude, you talk about setting us up. Like I, I did. I, I didn't really think it was gonna work out like that, but I do a lot of like fishing, like hunting and trading and stuff. Like if a guy wants to bring his family or like his son, daughter, wife, whatever down to the keys or anywhere in Florida for that matter wants to fish I'll trade them some fishing time for some hunting time. Um, I had been trading with a guy since 2019 in Ohio, and he brings his son and himself down to the Florida three or four times a year. I take him fishing, and then we go to Ohio and hunt on his 150-acre farm, and we don't change no money and no hands or nothing. I mean, it's just – That's awesome. It is. I mean, it works out good. I mean, there's no money involved, so one party don't think they get a better deal. And right. I get to go fishing with them, and then I get to go hunting with him. So Keith's been a really good guy. My daddy shot his first deer ever up on Keith's farm. So that's kind of what I did with you. Um, I just reached out to a couple Facebook groups, and I said, hey, look, um, I'll trade y'all some offshore fishing, which everybody in Florida knows somebody's got a boat. So right, yeah. that didn't work out. But my buddy Kevin, he's a real good friend of mine now. He actually um, joined our lease in Missouri with me. Um, but he wanted to go out west and hunt mule deer in Nebraska. And um, I looked out last year and met a rancher that has 2,000 acres out there with mule deer on it. He told us we can come whenever we want. So um, I told Kevin, I said, well, hell, I'll take you mule deer hunting in western Nebraska if we can come kill some. My buddy wants to kill his Osceola and maybe we can kill some pigs. He said, oh, well, hell, bring your coolers because I want you to kill every pig you got. I got. So right. I was like, all right. So then I sent you the screenshot of the guy telling us when we could come. And then you started talking to him and yeah. So he sends me a screenshot and he's like, I'm going to let you handle it. You know, you text him, you yeah, call him, whatever. To be honest, I, I did I had never turkey hunted in my life. And yeah. I mean, I've been hunting since I was 10 Yeah. and I, I just never really had an, cause turkey hunting is one of them things like trout fishing, like, you got to know what you're doing. Right. 
I mean, it ain't like just bass fishing. Right. So when I knew when you knew how to turkey hunt, so I was like, listen, I don't even know the terminology to tell Kevin <laughs> about turkey hunting. So you just deal with it and set it up, and I'll be there. And dude, I'm like a dude. I'm like a kid in a candy store <laughs> talking to this man on the phone because. Matt sends me the, the screenshot, and he's like, you know, here's his number. You call him. You see what, you know, what we need to do and all this stuff. So I call Kevin. Kevin, extremely nice guy. And uh, he's like, I said, you know, I need to know what I, hey, what I need to bring, what me and Matt need to bring. Do we need four-wheelers? Do we need side-by-sides? Do we need beds. coolers? Do we need beds? <laughs> we need tents. We, you know, what do we need? And And Kevin's like, nope, don't worry about it. I got everything you need. All you need to bring is – camo shotgun and a pig gun and a thermocell <laughs> and a thermocell that's right it, 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 don't want to forget about them florida mosquitoes now boy them things will straight up carry your butt off i seen one carrying a field mouse <laughs> believe it or not <laughs> i did yeah. and this is what i have to put up with all the time so you don't ever know when he's serious or when he's when he's because i mean Seriously, that's full of shit. I mean, it's full of shit. It's not real. Well, they're big. Yeah, they are big. I, w- I will say that. But we get we get this set up, and we finally find a date that works for Matt, which my schedule is <laughs> the world's worst. I mean, for me to schedule anything with work is just – it's so freaking hectic. So I find something that works for me. I find something that works with Matt, and I find something that works with Kevin, and we and we get it going, and now we're hyped up. Like I'm, yep, I'm buying camo, buying shotguns and turkey <laughs> loads that I don't even know what it means. <laughs> Matt buys a shotgun. It just had a turkey on it. I said, "Well, hell, that's got to be for turkey hunting." <laughs> Matt buys a shotgun. His dad gets it, picks it up for him. I go meet his dad to get the cooler, the shotgun. Because I could not find a Mossberg 835 Ultra Mag nowhere in yeah. Florida. Even to order it, they were on back order dealing with COVID and stuff. So. Yeah. Dad found one, luckily, at Walmart in Taylorsville and went and got it for me. And I was like, Jared's going to have to pick it up. I'm not going up there. So I go and meet his dad and pick all this stuff up. And then I answer, I think I met your brother, too, to get yeah, the, cooler. the coolers. And, and so I told Matt, I said, look, I know it's your gun and everything, but do you want me to pattern it for you before? I we- thought it came painted, but apparently patterning <laughs> it is shooting <laughs> it. Uh, totally different thing. Yeah, because. Like I said, I don't know so, the terminology for turkey hunting. So, I got my gun, and I've that gun right there. It's that gun's nothing special. My gun is nothing special. I mean, but it, dude, that is the best freaking turkey hunt gun I've ever had. And you tried to find one, and you couldn't I even find forever one forever for that Stoger M thirty five hundred. And I couldn't. I had recently found one a couple of months back, but dude, that that gun right there is just. And now it's just a strictly turkey hunting gun for me. I don't use it for anything else but turkey hunting. But so I patterned Matt's gun. I patterned my gun. We got everything going. Yep. Everything is brought our hog out. guns. We're everything's working out. Well, it was like two weeks before we get going. I get a package in the mail, <laughs> and my wife calls me and she goes, "You got a package in the mail?" And I was like, "No." She she called you and she said, "Who is the um the great?" white turkey hunter or something i put i had sent to i can't even remember now but um i had put on the who was receiving it i had put um the great white turkey hunter or something something. and brooke said i think they we got somebody else's package (laughs) 
Brooke said it's the address is right, but the the name is wrong, and it was the Great White Turkey Hunter, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure they got the name right. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you know Jared has to go into his spiel about being the Great White Turkey Hunter, and you know. Yeah, but I opened this package because I was like, who the hell? And there's no there's no address on it from who it came from. <laughs> it just says the Great White Turkey Hunter. And then my address, and I was like, who the hell sent me a package? So I opened it up, and it is this head gear, I don't even know. Like a beanie. Like a like Gobbler a Gobbler beanie. And it's a turkey <laughs> on it, and it's got legs that flop over. And I was like, God, it is Matt. I guarantee it was Matt. And I FaceTime Matt with it on my head, and he's driving down the road. <laughs> you can actually share that TikTok you made with yeah. it. Yeah. The the name I put it under was the legendary turkey hunter. The legendary turkey hunter. That's what. It hey, was. but Jace liked it. Oh, Jace loves it, dude. It's in his <laughs> room right now. He keeps it up there. But I was like, oh it's my god. Like I told god. Kevin, if the damn whole body turkey suit wasn't one hundred and eighty dollars, <laughs> that would have been what I had got. But thought that was a little much. That was a little much. That was a little much. That was that was a prank. Well played, sir. <laughs> well played. But so Matt has to drive up from the Keys to this place in Florida that we are going to hunt that Kevin set us up with that Matt set up, which is I'm overly thankful for this because without Matt doing this, without Kevin helping us get this or whatever, I don't honestly know if I would have gotten my Osceola not not anytime soon. I mean, Man, Kevin really went above and beyond. I mean, yeah. from the time we got to meet him at the gate. Because yeah. he, he owns 800 acres in Floral City, which is, you know, part of where – because the Osceolas don't run the whole state. Right. There's a lot of Easterns mixed in. But from the time he picked us up at the gate, man, till It was we just left, straight hospitality the entire time. Dude, from dinner to the yeah. golf carts to – Oh, yeah, the golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Kevin doesn't allow any four-wheelers or side-by-sides in his camp. And after hearing his spiel and seeing what he was talking about – I completely understand it. Oh, of course, because you get people out there that just want to joy ride and just right. uh, going to feed corn ends up to being ruts and yeah, damaged food plots and stuff. So. Right. So he he set us up with a golf cart, which I'll I'll put pictures on on Instagram so y'all can see this and and the great white turkey hunter, uh, legendary turkey hunter. Sorry, my bad. Excuse me. Hey, it's your your name, man, not mine. <laughs> if you want to tarnish it, that's you. So we get to camp and we get set up and and to say that I am the the happiest person in the world right now would be an understatement. Like I I am beyond excited. I know because whenever we first got there, Kevin he he took you and I was just in the golf cart in the back like I was just a spectator. <laughs> <laughs> we pull it, so we get there and Kevin Kevin's kind of you know he's telling us like where these turkeys are at where they're roosting and and all this stuff and which is everything that i want to know like i want to know where they're going where they're roosting where they're feeding where they're strutting i want to know everything that 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 he knows because that's only going to help us and i had no idea how to hunt an osceola because i never hunted one before so i hunting an osceola bird is got to be the most difficult turkey hunt that i think you can ever go on and i learned it's like kevin said Everything on the ground is after them. Yeah, I learned a lot from that. Um, and, of course, if anybody knows turkey hunting, they know when April comes around, 
and it's turkey season, the wind blows. And the wind yep. blows a lot. And so now, not only is the wind blowing, but the wind's blowing in Florida, which is not your average wind. <laughs> the only thing it helps with is it keeps the mosquitoes off of you. Yeah, yeah. But we – Kevin's showing us, you know, he's got a road system in there. He's got stands up. He's got – corn he's got this he's got that he's got all this stuff going on no he's there. not baiting for turkey no for all y'all no 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 pita no, no. people i mean no no he's not doing any of that it's just they they have hogs there they have deer there they have you know all this stuff or whatever so he's showing us all this and we turn onto this one road and pull up there and load yeah as soon as we got there he yeah. said hey get your guns we got to go I'm going to show you where to go. So and, you know where to go. And he's like, make sure you bring your hog gun. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever. I ain't never shot a hog before, so I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, take the take thing. We turn this corner, and, dude, there's like 20 hogs just yep. standing in the middle of the road. Well, I couldn't see from behind, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was only one laying there when I got to see him. <laughs> well, we go up there, and, and Kevin's like, He's like, get your gun ready, get your gun ready. And I was like, all right. And so I go to step outside the golf cart, and he's like, no, 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 no. Just use the golf cart as your shooting rail. And I'm like, okay. So I put my gun up there, and I'm like, do you care which one I shoot? And he's like, no, I shoot. All of them. (laughs) The bigger, the better. (laughs) And what should have happened, looking back now, what we should have done is I should have told Matt, hey, come up here, get beside me. You pick one, I'll pick one, we'll shoot, and we'll go. That's what should have happened. It happened so fast, dude. It was like it was but, quick. But I did tell Kevin whenever we when I talked to him, I said I didn't really care about killing. You know, if if there was an opportunity for me to kill something, that was fine. But I told him, I said, you know, you wanted that Osceola, so I think that's that's what his priority was. Was because, well, like I said, I, I am forever in debt <laughs> to y'all. For, nah, man, that's that's because a, it, that's it, just it, how it is. I had a blast. I mean. But so we shoot we shoot that hog. That's my first hog. I was we wasn't even there an hour. No, I was beyond <laughs> thrilled. We get back. to – The funny thing was is we we get this hog in there and we get back to camp and Kevin and what was the other guy's name? Paul. Paul. Yep. And Kevin and Paul were like, we're gonna get our hog skinning clothes on, and we we're like, okay. And they walk away, and Matt grabs a knife, and I grab a knife, and we just go to skinning this hog, and and they get back and they're like, hey. Good job. <laughs> they came back looking like butchers. <laughs> Kevin's like, you must have done that before. I said, well, my dad's been a meat cutter for like 35 years. So <laughs> if I ain't figured out how to do it by now, there's something, something wrong. wrong so so we, got, we got the hog and, and we have a nice supper. Yeah, they cooked us um, hamburgers the first night and then yeah, steaks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, I, here I am in the middle of Florida going on this hunt and here i've packed pop tarts and cookies and all these little snacks and stuff because i'm at a hunting camp and i'm just you know trying to ration and trying to you know be proactive i know we got there they had a damn in-ground pool no kidding no kidding. y'all y'all ain't gonna believe this i got i got a video and i will show it to you on, on instagram in the middle of nowhere in a swamp they have the nicest pool the that- guy that helped put the um the water features at Disney is who did right. the pool for him. Yeah. All the rock and features it is, and stuff. like It is awesome. It looks like Splash Mountain yeah. on a redneck scale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't go swim or anything, but it was extremely cool to see. Yeah. So we go the to bed. The accommodations were good. We go to bed. Kevin, 
Kevin said he wasn't going to go hunting with us in the morning, but he, you know, no, was going to tell us. Kevin just pointed. Yeah. But uh, Kevin ended up going out with there with us in the morning, and we walked down there. He he knew where the, the birds were roosting at, and they weren't there. We get down there. I'm calling nothing. Can't get anything to cobble off the roost, anything like that. And one thing I did not take into consideration, which I, I know now, which I didn't know then, was how dense the woods are in Florida. You cannot hear very far. So mm-hmm. these birds can With cannot, the wind blowing and the palms yeah, five you, foot tall, you can't hear You nothing. cannot hear very far. So it was a it was a challenge. It was an extreme challenge. Yeah, I, mean, I think out of in that eight hundred acres, I think we probably walked around it five or six times. Yeah. And so we we finally we we looked, we we called, we we did this, we did that. Me and Matt go back, we kinda regroup, eat us something kind of figure out what we're going to do we go and i was like you know i really like to be in this open spot over here because i know these turkeys are going to want to come strut in this open spot so let's go look we go down there and we sit down and we hear some turkeys yeah and we've seen them run off the road on our way down there i yeah. believe it was a, a hen or a jake or something but. so we we hear turkeys i hear them gobbling but we also hear the hogs behind us mm-hmm. they're in the and they're in there too so mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't work out that day we we no, that was the only day, the only morning that we didn't bring a, a hog gun. I, we had them yeah. too, like at 10 yards, I was about to walk up on with the shotgun. Yeah, and we learned at that point. <laughs> then when we brought our our hog guns, we never seen We never one. seen another one. <laughs> no. Another hog. The whole the, trip. The whole trip. We didn't see another one, and it was crazy. And Kevin kind of told us, he was like, they kind of get used to whenever y'all are out there hunting, <clears> they know that, you know, to stay hidden or whatever. Oh, yeah. So we learned a lot that day. We learned that, you know, we couldn't do this, we couldn't do this, whatever. So the next morning, we get up, we go out there, and I go to a completely different spot. Me and Matt go to a completely different spot, and we hear, like, three or four turkeys on on the roost goblin. Yep. So we know that we're at the right spot. The wind is going to pick up that day more than it was the day before, so I knew We had, like, a two-hour window. Yeah, so we knew that we were needed to locate a turkey, get as close to that turkey as possible, and then try to call, which we did, but as soon as they hit the ground, there was nothing. Nope. As soon as they hit the ground, they were they were quiet They were mouth. quiet. The wind picked up. We couldn't get anything going. Struck out again. And so me and Matt go back to the to – the, um, At this point, um, as Jared stated in his previous podcast – he is an aggressive turkey hunter. Yes. When he set out to kill them turkeys, it became a life or death <laughs> for Jared. It, I, I thought maybe, you know, we were in a tournament or in the playoffs because he got very competitive. It became a mission. And that was setting the standards because we were running out of time before yeah. we had to go yeah and, and that was the thing that was the big thing was is i knew this was a golden opportunity yeah i mean we didn't we had what four days i mean three days we had three, three days, days yeah from the, and that was counting the day we got there yeah so. so we go back to camp i told matt you know i was i was beyond frustrated at this point i told matt i said i said we need to um i need to relax a little bit i need to kind of you know, we need to Clear your en- head. enjoy ourselves. So I go over there to go fishing. We go fishing. We catch some fish. We enjoy ourselves, whatever. Matt says he's going back to yep. the lodge. To I was going to go take me a nap. To take a nap. And then all of a sudden, Kevin comes running out there. He's like, we got a turkey on yep. camera, full strut, 
over at this place. So I run back Where there. Where we had left from. Yeah, so I run back over there. Matt hops in. We're eating, snacking the whole way out there. We get out to this spot, and I can see these turkeys strutting. And they're, they're I mean, they're probably a good 600, 700 yards away where we, where we were at. Yeah, there was a pretty good little. So we tried to sneak in on the right side. And then I don't know if they saw us or if they were just done. Well, when we come around that where we parked the cart at and we had made it around that first bend, remember that hen, oh, yeah, we never right. we were trying to walk down that roadway on the side and that hen had that we didn't even notice her and then yeah. that's when they took off through the swamp and then we tried to So just, we tried to go get around them and that didn't work and no. and so now I'm just like I'm getting even more frustrated and and Matt can tell that I'm just like I'm beyond frustrated. I didn't realize point. how serious turkey hunting got. <laughs> I, t- I take it serious. <laughs> I I can't help myself. Like that's just no. I get the same I way just, if I'm if I'm fishing or something or chasing a big deer. I mean, I understood. I understand it now. Like yeah. So we're we're leaving, and I told Matt. I said I'm going to go sit in this blind, and I'm just going to sit there. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit there, and see if these turkeys come back out to this spot to be able to shoot one and he's like all right he's like i'm gonna drop you off i'm gonna go back to camp you know i'm gonna take a nap and 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 i think matt was kind of at the point where he was just like i'm gonna let jared have a space to kind of yeah clear his I, head. i ain't never turkey hunted so i i couldn't tell you what the hell the next steps were yeah i didn't know and i was were. at a loss like i just didn't know where to, what to do so i'm sitting in this blind and dude i sat there for like two hours two and a half hours something like that and i finally get up and i go get my decoys and i walk back around to where these turkeys where we seen them earlier and i walk the back road back around oh the heck was that a moth a moth <laughs> and i walk around the back side well as i'm getting to almost the back side um matt texts me and he's like hey the turkeys are back over in that spot yeah they're right in front of the camera on the food plot again he's where like, they were when we had yeah. went down there three hours ago and he said um do you want me to meet you there? And I'm like, dude, I'm already here. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm you already. Had, you had left from where you had went sitting, and then you had made it around the back side of the, the property yeah. line, coming back to yeah where the turkeys were. I didn't realize that you had already. Yeah, you I, was fixing to cut them off anyway. Yeah, so I get, I turn onto the road to go up to where these turkeys are at, and I see them. Two or I'd see one of them, full strut, just strutting back and forth. I'm on the right side of the road and I need to get to the left side of the road without these turkeys seeing me to be able to get into the swamp to cut them off to get up there to make well, a shot. Well, see, that's why I had bought that hat. <laughs> but, I mean. I left the hat at the house. I didn't bring the hat. You could have just walked right up in there. Yeah, in their probably. Room. Probably they never would have seen me. No. Nope. <laughs> so, He's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you see this out, you'll understand. So I break a palm branch off, stick it in front of my face, and kind of trot over to the other side. And I knew I was going to have to make a really long walk, like through some thick crap. So I drop my decoys, I drop my vest, I drop um, uh, everything. My uh, my. my yeah, my, when we got down there, it was just a pair of American Eagle boxers. That was it. Dropped everything. Y'all see what I got to put up with? <laughs> when this man says he dropped everything, he dropped trousers. I, well, I had, so I had my pig gun with me. I left it. 
I, I dropped my decoys. I dropped my bag. I dropped my vest. I dropped everything except for a mouth call and my shotgun. That's all I had. And I go into the woods and come up the left side all the way up there where they're at. I get up there and I poke my head out and they're gone. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm cussing myself, you know, whatever. What did I do wrong? You know, all this stuff or whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm about to get out and I'm texting Matt actually at this point, like, Hey, you know, come on, come on in. Let's, let's try to regroup and try to figure out. And as I'm texting Matt, I look to my right and where I dropped all my stuff in the road down there, there stands the turkey. And I'm like, what the, I mean, what do I do at this point? Like, I, I don't know what to do at this point. So I just kind of, I just kind of kneel down and I'm like, I'm either going to have to get back in the swamp, go back to this turkey or, you know, I don't know. Well, I look down there again, and he's walking towards me. And I'm like, okay, I got I to find, <laughs> find somewhere to go. Like, I got to go. And I'm standing in the open, so I'm like, I got to go. I got to go somewhere. So I just dive into a palmetto bush. I'm like, I don't know if there's snakes in here. I don't, I don't know if there's a hog in here. I don't know. I'm like, but I'm getting in this palmetto bush to, to, to be hidden. And, I mean, I've got Sitka gear on, which, I mean, I could have stood out in the open. And, oh, I mean, and that's they why they were coming. I mean <laughs> – Matt made fun of my Sitka gear whenever I got it. I tried he, to talk him out of it because he's like, oh, man, they keep the bugs away, man, everything. It's the, it I don't even have to wear underwear with it. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome stuff. Anyways, I kind of poked my head around, and this turkey's coming. And I haven't called not one bit. I haven't said anything to this turkey, but he's coming back up to his strut zone where he was at. He makes a step out. I see his head, and I just I pull the trigger. And that's it. I mean, he wasn't probably 10 yards away from him. Just boom. I did not see the other turkey behind him, which he flies up in the air, comes back down and starts beating the crap out of this turkey. And I'm like, I got two tags. Y'all piss me off. You're done, too. Yeah. So I shoot him, too. Well, he – I didn't hit him really well because <laughs> he went into the – into the that's right because he was wet yeah he went in he went swimming and i had to go jump in <laughs> this freaking in the middle of florida in this little canal to get this thing and who knows what the heck is in this canal i have no clue but i wasn't letting that turkey get away so i get back up there and i'm sitting there and dude i'm just like like i'm screaming and nobody can hear me so i'm just like screaming and hooping and hollering flicking these birds off like <laughs> You're giving them the bird. <laughs> I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so – like, I went There was from being, a lot that Ben said down there. I yeah, dude. It. I was so mad at these birds that this – at this point, it was just, oh, my gosh. And it, if anybody's ever been turkey hunting or knows what turkey hunting is, you know this feeling, which you got to experience, not at that – not at in Florida, Mm-mm. but when we left, you got to experience – yeah, I mean, before I ain't never really ever turkey hunted. I didn't know anything about it. So whenever I was down there with you, I just watched you, you know, the legendary turkey hunter at work. <laughs> and I was like, man, I probably could get into this. I ain't drinking enough for this. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, you know, watching you and running around and chasing them and getting on one side and then they go another way. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to try to kill me one because I had never. So um, my buddy Jake – he lives down in South Carolina, and it's four-hour drive from my dad's in North Carolina. So I was like, well, I'll just go up there and damn, when their season comes in, while I'm up there visiting my dad, I'll, I'll run down there and see if Jake can put me on one. So after we got back, um, 
I rode up here to North Carolina and see my dad for a couple of days, and then Jake, their season opened. It was, it had been open actually, and it was the last week, the right. last couple of days. Right. So I ran down there on um, Friday night. We got up Saturday morning like 5:30. There was nothing out. It was dark and it was raining. It rained all damn day, <laughs> which made it tremendously hard. I mean. Turkey hunting in the rain sucks. Yes, because down there, the, they won't stay in the woods. They just stay in the middle of a field. Yeah. You can't. Oh, I mean, they it's don't the same answer. way up here, too. Yeah. No, I, I imagine it's probably pretty yeah, regular. It, it sucks. From what, <laughs> now, Jake, he's he's been hunting turkey since he was old enough to use a call. I mean, he was not saying nobody's better than the other, but, I mean, I mean he, he was good. But, like, dude, them birds wouldn't say nothing either. Yeah. I mean, we tried a box call, mouth call, and nothing worked. Um, but we started in the morning at 5.30, and it was raining. And everywhere we went, like, he he's a member of a bunch of dog hunting clubs. They run dogs for deer. So in the spring, not many of them guys turkey hunt. Right. So they got four or five tracks of land that are two, 3,000 acres. We just ride through and try to find strut marks. And when we find strut marks, we try to find him, right. try to get him to answer, and he wouldn't. So, you know, we'd try to set up on a – a four-way in the road or something and then we went by this one field that was off the road a couple hundred yards that you couldn't see and we went by there that morning and they were on the very east end of the field out to where we couldn't come in from behind right so we went on and tried to find a couple other birds because there was one field that was holding like five huge gobblers and they were standing in the middle of the field mm-hmm the whole time it rained. Strutting the entire yeah, time. Yeah, strutting full strut every time we went by. Yeah. If we went by in forward, reverse, we beat the horn, there was full strut. <laughs> and it's enough Wasn't to piss say, you yeah, off. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was. I told Jake, I said, just drop me the hell off. <laughs> I'll walk out there. <laughs> I would have lent you my hat. Yeah. I mean, I was like, dude, if I'd have had Jared's hat, they would come to us. You should have ordered one for yourself. I mean, hell, I'd get two of them. <laughs> I'd have them so mad that when I shot the first one, the second one wouldn't one hurt the, the killed one, you know. But I didn't have the hat, so, you know, we had to do it traditional. Um, but we worked our ass off for that bird that day. I mean, it was like everything we had done in three days because, like me and you did, but it was all in that one day. And it right. was point We had the wind when we hunted together, but when me and Jake was down there, it was just rain, and it would clear up enough, and the sun would start trying to shine through, and you're like, damn, you know, a bird's going to gobble, and then it just another band of yeah. rain come through. So we we chased them birds out in the field. When they disappeared, we tried to get on them, and we couldn't. And then we went back. Now, granted, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We went back to that first field just to see before we went home, Jake's like, let's just run back there and check and see if that gobbler's still there. Because he had been roosting right there in that cypress head. And I was like, all right, that's fine. What do we got to lose? We've not been walking. We're all soaking ass wet. Right. He's like, let's pull in here real quick. And we pull in there, and that bird was about 75 yards out in that field. Well, there was a logging road that went from that field all the way into Jake's hunting club. So Jake's like, well... We'll just go park the truck on the club, and we'll cut through the pines. Mm-hmm. Well, needless to say, neither one of us um, had our rain gauge on her on us <laughs> that morning. So we had walked through probably knee-deep to waist-deep swamp water that was oh, collecting. Gosh. That we had no idea. 
was even there. And it was like, a Jake, you know, in Jake's terminology, oh, it's just right over here. Yeah. Right over here in the South Carolina man's vocabulary is like three miles <laughs> through knee-deep swamp water. That yeah, might, so, I mean, it was an easy walk right oh, over there, yeah, just a I stroll, mean, you know. I could have paddleboarded over there. Yeah, exactly. So we we started through that, and if anybody's hunted South Carolina's in a tree farm where they plant pines and stuff, like, you know how rugged it is. It's like up and down mountains. Yeah. So we walked through all this. We got to that logging road, and we're, it's raining. Both of us are soaking wet. And he's like, when we got to the opening of the logging road where we could see out into that field, that bird was gone. Mm. Now, granted, it took us an hour and a half to get through right. there. So it was a gamble. Right. But it was, you know, we had nothing else to do. Well, I had never heard a turkey drum or, like, do that flickering. The spit. When yeah, the spit, spit and drum. Yeah. But as soon as we got about, I don't know, 70 yards from that opening to go out to that field that he was in, Jake heard him do the spitting and drumming. He's like, dude, he's he's right here. He's right here. I can hear him. And I was like, I don't hear nothing. Because <laughs> you what have no you clue hear? what's yeah, going on right now. I don't know anything. He's like, sit down right here behind this little um, sapling, this little tree, and get your gun ready. And I was like, okay. And I just thought, you know, maybe he was messing with me or he was he had seen him, but we weren't sure where he was going to go. And he kept he got ill with me. He's like, dude, I told you to get your gun up and get ready. And about that time, them hens that we had seen with him earlier come walking by that damn opening. Oh, gosh. And then I heard him drumming. And then mm. he come right across the front of that logging road that we had walked to. Mm. And I think it was like 65, 70 yards of that shotgun. I flopped him right Ooh, on his head. Yeah. And you talking about a damn well-earned bird, dude. We had tried all day. Yeah. And it, walking through that swamp. And we had to go back through it. Yeah, to take to the get bird to back the truck. out. Yeah, because we, yeah. we couldn't walk the highway back. Yeah. And but, I got and I got to see the bird You because we you brought it up here to the guy that I'm getting yeah. mine mounted to. That was my first turkey, Eastern, um, doing full body mount. Same guy's doing yours. Yes. So. And it was a man, that nice was, bird. Jake told me. He said, for man, for a man's in the first bird, that's a beautiful bird. He was – Yeah. He had definitely had some strut marks, and he was losing feathers, but his colors and everything and his yeah. beard, I don't even think I ever measured his beard, but I'd say it's probably around 8 or 10 inches. I mean, it was – That's a good bird. A solid bird. Dude, that's an that's a awesome bird. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I carried over the frustration you had when we were in Florida chasing them, and I kind of understood, you know – Cause we talked whenever you know you we had left. Cause I I had seen how frustrated you got mm-hmm. during the whole thing, and then once you killed your your two birds, like it was just a, a big sign of relief. Yeah. Because that was granted, Kevin probably would have let us come back at some point, right? Knowing yeah. what we know now, but you know, we didn't we, know that at no, that time. But and and the turkey hunting is, and I know we talk a lot about turkey hunting on this podcast. And we'll probably continue to talk a lot about turkey hunting just because I enjoy it and other people enjoy it. But deer hunting, the same thing, you know. Oh, no. If we was chasing deer or we was hunting for a deer out there, I'd have, I'd have been sharing. It would have been mutual because I get pretty <laughs> aggravated. I mean, especially traveling out of state like I do a lot, going from Florida to Nebraska or Missouri or Illinois, like it's – it takes 10 days, you know, by the time yeah. you leave home, take off work and stuff. Right. And, man, I, I know the frustration of that because 
you only have a certain amount of days. Yeah, it's limited. If they ain't moving or they ain't rutting or they're not on the farm, you're there's no <laughs> rewind button. Yeah. It's like, dang, I, I just drove all the way here for yeah. For no, and I know that that was getting into our last day of that turkey hunt with Kevin. I knew that it was it was it, weighing on me too because I was like, damn, I I put all this together. I mean, at least he got a hog, but I mean, his hog there ain't no hog slam, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there ain't no hog slam. <laughs> we got to get this figured out. Yeah, it, it's 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 frustrating. So after you shot that turkey experiencing that turkey do you want to do more oh i turkey? done bought me a, a damn stoger m3500 did and, you really yep so oh god i'm not gonna i know you asked me before if i knew how to call turkey but i mean i'm not gonna try to learn it but i'll go with a guy that knows how because oh, i did i'll take you anytime you want no, to I, up, oh, up here I know. and i and we'll go we'll go back to kevin's and that place we lease out in nebraska it's loaded full of marion so i mean yeah I guess my me helping you get that one of your slam, you're gonna have to help me get like four of mine. <laughs> nah, dude, we'll do it. We'll do it because, and I I'd love to say that that turkey hunting is just kind of one of those things where once you get it, like you're done with it and move on. But it's not. Mm-mm. It's not. No, I, I mean, learned that with you because I had just I was like, you know, I bought that shotgun to go with you. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. That's why I didn't buy no decoys or nothing. I mean, I could have bought a goose decoy for all that I would have known. But whenever I had done it with you and and I was like, man, I could really get into this. I mean, it was fun, you know, chasing oh, yeah. them and trying to. I mean, it's it's nothing like hunting whitetail because it's it's a little easier. But. And it, it it's it's awesome too because you get some hunts that like just come together, like it just happens. Like the no, tur- the turkey sitting right above your head, the the one that I just mounted. That that hunt right there. Dude, it was. I located. I caught up in the morning. I located them. They were on the roost. I caught them off the roost. He came right to me. I shot him. I was back at the, at the camper because we camped. Uh, whenever I shot that one, um, I was back at the camper b- before eight o'clock. I mean, and some turkey hunts go like that. None of my hunts ever go like that. <laughs> I'm I'm usually you're back in at eight o'clock. I'm usually about a week late getting home because <laughs> I don't quit like. I not to drag this out, but I hunted a, a big deer in Nebraska last year. Yeah. And um I had been watching him all season. I had him in velvet. I had him all the way through the end of November on camera. And um the whole week that I had off, he was on lockdown with a doe. And I'm I'm talking on you know, 160, 170 inch. Like a, a big deer. Yeah, a big deer. I mean, one biggest deer I would have ever been able to draw back on. And I chased that deer like we chased that turkey. Um, I got down on my hands and knees and crawled about 150 yards through CRP that was iced over and 30-mile-an-hour winds. And I'd stand up and knock an arrow, and the doe would stand up in front of him, look at me, and then they would go to the all the way across the other end of the field, and I would be like, all right, I'm going to go down there then. I'd get down there, and then they'd be back where I started. So, like, I, I that's what got me into turkey hunting because, like, I knew it was a challenge. And anybody that bow hunts or hell trout fishing, for that matter, I mean, it's yeah. in turkey hunting. It's definitely a challenge. It takes a lot of skill. And I don't tote a gun a whole lot during deer season because knocking an arrow and shooting one at 20 yards is about like shooting a turkey at 40 yards with yeah. a shotgun. I mean, it's, yeah. it's an accomplishment. So Oh, yeah. I definitely picked it up, and it'll definitely be 
part well, of good. my spring adventures. Well, good because I want I want to go back turkey hunting with you, oh, e- yeah. either in Florida or 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 up there to get a Merriam. Um, I'd love to just be able to call you one in and just to be able. And to I know from knowing you for as long as I have that you're the sense of accomplishment of getting me a turkey or, or a turkey that you've had is the same sense of accomplishment I get if I put somebody on their first deer yeah. or, you know, take them offshore yeah. and put them on a 40 pound dolphin. Like, yeah, dude, it's, it's, yeah. So, and some people are not like that. And, and it's it, hard not to be, I mean, but if it, you don't, if you don't enjoy seeing somebody else su- succeed or accomplish what they set out to do. Yeah. I mean, that should give you a sense of accomplishment too. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, we are out of whiskey and we are out of time mm-hmm. so matt you're going back to florida tomorrow yeah tomorrow or wednesday i gotta go back okay. and we're trying we're, we're trying to come down there and see y'all this this next year definitely want to have you back on the podcast because we got some other stories that we that we haven't told that i'm sure we're going to get into we got seasons <laughs> yeah. of stories and i'm sure that there'll be more stories to come we got to get old Brandon Lefevre on here to tell us about that turkey, his first turkey he killed over oh, off Highway 70. Oh. He didn't say that the other day. He didn't talk about it on here. Hmm. No, and I do want to um, chime in on um, fishing up there at Wilson's Creek. A black woolly booger with a silver bead head and some flash in it, and you'll catch all the trout you want up there. Uh, or, or a quarter ounce Panther Martin with a silver blade on it. You hear that, Brandon? He's telling you how to catch them up there. He ain't caught one yet up there. He'd probably never go back to Wilson's Creek, honestly. But it's not and it's not fun to get down that damn cliff. No, no, it ain't. My dad brought me up there the first time and I was like, How do you get down there? That was before they had steps and stuff or even had <laughs> bathrooms. I was like, <laughs> We would always just go up to the bridge where it was easy, you know, you just step down a few Heck rocks. Yeah. But man, some of the some of the spots in them deep holes, I mean yeah. I've seen some 20-inch trout come out of there. Well, I appreciate you coming on, brother. I appreciate you coming up here. I know it's been a long trip for you for coming up and going to Missouri, coming back. Now you got this, and you got the youngin' up there, which I always love having when, over. When Jared Ward sends you an invitation, by God, you, you, make it you respond. The legendary turkey hunter. Yeah, there's no I can't make it. It's, <laughs> it's I'm there. All right, all right, all right. I appreciate you having me up here at the ranch and, you know, in the studio and stuff. Yeah, I appreciate and, it. It's quite a, quite a nice studio yeah. you got going on here. Yeah, it, it suits, the, suits the bill here. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to hop off here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you. See you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening for episode six on the podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to be on the show, call me, text me, send me a message on Instagram, send me a message on Facebook. I will try my best to get you on the show as quickly as possible. You do not have to be here physically to be able to be on the show. You can call in. I can call you. We can do a Zoom call. Whatever you want to do, we can get you on the show. You do not have to be here physically. I would love for you to come up and be in here while we do the show, but you don't have to be, okay? tune in next week be sure to tune in next week hit that subscribe button make sure that you are ready for the episode coming out next week we are going to be doing the giveaway next week i will announce it on the podcast next week of how we're going to do it 
So be sure to check out next week. You do not want to miss this giveaway. Like I said, it's going to be a gift card to Bass Pro Shop on the giveaway. So thanks for listening, guys. Give us a five-star review. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And we will see you next week.